Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry with the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I have to be honest with you, um, this is like the millionth time I've started the podcast, and mostly because my microphone was like being weird, but then it's just like three times in a row. It's like, I don't like the vibes. I don't like the vibes of my own fucking podcast. And listen, I, I laugh when I tell you all this because obviously you would never know, right? Unless I tell you, but it's like, what am I just supposed to not tell you about this very important thing? It's just like, Here's the deal. I am um, on a little bit of an emotional roller coaster today, which is so annoying. I knew I should have recorded yesterday. Yesterday, I was like riding a fucking high. I was like living my absolute best. I felt happy. I was just like great. And then towards like the end of the day, I was like starting to feel anxious. And then holy effing shitballs today. I've just been an anxious mess, an anxious mess, but not even like in a fun way. It's like I will feel good. And then I'm like all excited and I'm like, I bad bitch myself up. And then suddenly it's like, hey, hey, take it all back, babe. You are not as chill as you think you are, you know, so it's just been one of those. And I, you know, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, of course, I have some dating updates. A lot of it's like being back in, in dating, not like I'm not dating, like I'm not back on the apps or anything, but I'm just like talking to slash seeing somebody, but like not that serious. I don't know. I don't know. It's early, so I don't know how to explain it. But like it's giving me anxiety and that's fair. Like I remember talking about this with you all when I was um, first dating my ex. And I remember being like, you know, this is like this is anxiety ridden. Like, why wouldn't you be nervous about dating? And I'm like, it's I'm just reminding myself like this is normal and it's okay and it's fine. And like one of two things is going to happen, like Either, you know, I'm going to meet my soulmate and that's just going to be great. and We're going to work out all our problems or whatever and like be happy and get 12 dogs. Or I'm going to have another like super iconic breakup episode and you guys love that. So like either way, we're winning. Win or lose, we booze is what we used to say on my lacrosse team. So it's fine. So anyways, let's like talk about me, you know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, okay, I have to say this. This is why I'm talking about being on such an emotional roller coaster, because this weekend I was riding a high. So I really like felt like you know, they joke about Stella got her groove back. Um, I absolutely got my groove back in this last like week. And it is in a low key annoying way because um, we all know I've been nauseous, like nauseous girl problems, hot girl tummy issues, whatever you want to call it. Um, hot girl tummy issues would be the preferred method of communication on this one. So, you know, I'm talking to my doctor. I'm like, bitch, I fucking cannot get out of bed. Like, I'm not doing anything. I'm dying. Help me, please, for the love of God. And the nurse is like, I was like, can you give me some sort of drug? Like, you know what I mean? They've got drugs for everything these days. Like, where's my nausea drug? And, you know, she's like, oh, well, the doctor said, why don't you try taking one pill in the morning and one in the evening? And the way I was like, listen, I will be very happy if this works. I will also be highly annoyed because at least I've doubled up on my medication, as we all know, if you're loyal to the podcast. Um, I've been doubling up on my medication since August. So if this was going to solve said problem, like I I think I'm going to be nauseous. I think there's something up for sure. And there's something making me nausea, nauseous. But like this unbelievable can't get out of bed pain has only been like this intense since August. And um, sure enough, I've been ta- I've been splitting them up for the last like couple days. And I, I feel sick after I eat, but it's not like 24 seven. 
So I still got like baby nausea. And of course, I'm not like back to normal, like perfect. But I'm like, you got to be motherfucking kidding me. No one could have said split that shit up in August. It, it's it's January. It's a whole ass different year. So anyways, that was a little bit annoying, but it's fine because honestly, at the end of the day, I'm just fucking grateful. I think about all this shit, it's like I, you know, I'm stressed about the cost of the MRI. I'm very stressed about the cost of my colonoscopy, but I just like want to get this shit done. I want to feel better because I feel like mentally I'm getting there with the exception of today. Um, <laughs> but I really feel like mentally I'm getting there and I'm like, I just want my body and my head to match because they. This is what I don't understand. OK, here's here's the tea bullshit about being sick is that I constantly hear about the, how these two motherfuckers are related. Right. And it's like, OK, like when you're, you know, when you're stressed, you're going to hurt your your stomach's going to hurt more like you need to be a clear mind. So that way your stomach feels better. Bitch, I am paying a lot of money in therapy to be fucking calm. And why isn't all my problems fixed? Like, why are all my problems fixed? Why is my stomach and my body not like, hey, she's healing. We're in we're in bad bitch era. Get it together. No, I just can't. OK, so anyways, um, let me tell you about my weekend because it was like very exciting. Obviously, there was some date stuff. I went on a date last week. It was great. And that's obviously giving me anxiety now. It's fun. I'll talk about that after the commercial break. But let's talk about girls weekend. So, um, you know, Friday night, I honestly like stayed at home. I was cleaning. I was just like getting my shit together. And then Saturday, um, my cousin was like, let's have a girls day. She invited some of her girlfriends, my other cousin, Courtney. And um, we went wine tasting. And I haven't been wine tasting since I moved out here because there are wineries. And like how a wine girly like myself has lived here, you know, in March, it's going to be a year. And having gone wine tasting, I do not understand. So I was so excited to go. The only time I've been, I went with my sister and my brother-in-law and his mom and then, you know, basically the other member of our family, Ryan. And um, I honestly got really drunk, so I don't totally remember it. But this winery that we went to was so freaking cute. The vibes were just immaculate. And here's the thing. I just this is the thing about women. I fucking love women because I'm not like you meet people like I'm meeting friends of friends. I wasn't even nervous rolling into this. I was like, no, we're going to be good. I roll in. I knew I knew a couple of the girls, obviously, ahead of time. But like there were some new ones I was meeting and I was like, yes. Hi, I'm Ashley. I love you. I'm obsessed with you. Like, why do I know everything about your childhood trauma, your social security number? Like I am obsessed with you. Like not that anyone was actually sharing their childhood trauma. That's like an exaggeration. But it's just like women when we like bond, it's just like, mm. It's it's the gays, the theys and the women. You know what I mean? Like we just listen. I love the straight men. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, there's something special. There's just something special about ladies bonding. It was just so fun. No drums like uh, I, I needed that vibe. I just needed to have a like a low key fun weekend because a lot of my weekends have been low key, but they've been like alone, alone key. And this was like it wasn't like low key where we were just sitting on the couch having wine, which I would have loved. But it's like we went somewhere. We went out to like a divey bar. It was so fun um, in, in the most hilarious way possible. So one of my one of my besties moved to Reno and um, in Nevada, obviously. Right. So this guy comes up to the bar and he was cute. And so, you know, obviously I started talking to him, whatever. And he said he was from Nevada. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my I was like, Where, are you a wolf? You know, like I don't even know if there's other schools in Reno, by the way. But like anytime someone tells me that they like went to or in Nevada, but anytime they went, someone says they go to like Nevada. I'm like, oh, you're a wolf. Like you went to college. I don't I don't know why, but it's a thing. And he's like, oh, no, I went to a trade school out there. And I was like, oh, like my best friend just moved out there, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, what part of Nevada? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, 
You don't? And I was like, no. She lives in fucking Reno. Like, are you joking me? Like, I think, okay, so I'm sure this is how other people think about California. But sometimes, like, cities and states, I just assume they're the same. Like, yes, Reno and Nevada are the There's no other city in Nevada, right? That's my thought process. So I'm like, you know where she is. And so obviously I lost it on that one. Not that I was, like, trying too hard, but I was just, like, out of the game. I'm like, don't you remember how to talk to cute boys like you just did this this week so anyways it was it was really fun and I was just so like so glad we got to talk about the end of the night you know it's just like the best vibes and I'm just so grateful and I you know I was chatting with my cousin on the phone like the next day and she's like you just seem happy and I'm like I am happy today I'm anxious but yesterday it's like I am genuinely feeling happy there's things like obviously I really need to work on there's like people I need to talk to a little bit more but I think that like Overall, I feel happy and that's a good thing, but it's also a little bit of a toxic thing. I'm being kind of a toxic bitch about it, which is a course like, of course, I become happy. And then I'm like, let me figure out a way to be a toxic bitch about this. And here's what's happening. I think that I'm very nervous about doing things and talking to people because I'm just so afraid of losing the happiness. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. Please don't fuck it up for me. Like it, to my me to me, me in the mirror. Like, don't fuck this up. Like don't do this. So I'm just like very, I think I'm being a little bit sheltered and I need to like, so now I, I get it. I'm in the happy realm, but I need to figure out how to be like normal and happy. You know what I mean? And not be like so fucking crazy. Like obviously boundaries and protecting yourself is good, but I'm being like, I'm like in my doomsday shelter. Like, don't, please don't talk to me. Please don't tell me anything bad's happening. I just like, I fucking can't. So um, we're going to emerge from that. We're going to be fine. Okay. Listen, I know that sounds like a cry for help, but I pay Andrew money to fix me and he will. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Okay. So um, this weekend, obviously um, I, what happened was, was um, the boy that the boy who's getting a new nickname, I'll tell you all about it at the end. But anyways, just to say that he was supposed to come over on Sunday and he didn't. Don't worry. We're not mad at him. Uh, and but I had already planned to have all these football snacks. So what happened was and I think this really attributed to my happiness yesterday was that I made myself an ass ton of football snacks and like watch football by myself on the couch. And listen, when you have only been eating chicken and rice and anything, you step out of that, like in the occasional Taco Bell. But it's like literally crackers, chicken and rice. And then you get the chance to eat pigs in a blanket. You're like, this is the best fucking day of my life. And I was having such a good time. So obviously I have a little bit of a football update because, you know, I know you love when I like give you the sports talk. And here's the thing. So I was watching the Niner game because I don't know what to tell you all who I know that there. I know I have fans outside the Bay Area. and I appreciate you and I see you. However, I am. I only watch Bay Area sports right now. Maybe one day I'll expand. But this is where I'm at. So if you don't if you don't know Bay Area sports, but you don't have to know them anyway. So I'm going to tell you all the juicy tea that you need to know. So here's a hot goss. So um, on the game on Sunday, this was J.J. Watt's last game. So J.J. Watt is most famously known for his guest star role in New Girl. But he's also like a Hall of Famer, I hear. But most importantly, he was on New Girl. So obviously I was invested. So we love him, whatever. It's like a big deal. He like tackles people and like we love that. So, you know, I'm like, oh, drums like J.J. Watt's last game, like added little like drama into this thing. And they literally score in like the first like seconds. It was unbelievable. And I and it's hard for me because, you know, I'm I'm a Niners fan. So I was like, oh, this sucks. But also, you know, you're kind of like, oh, it's somebody's last game. They've been playing so long. They were so good on New Girl. You kind of want them to like have a moment. And it's fine. He had two sacks and um. You know, sack is a very interesting term. If you don't watch football, it's when like somebody 
tackles the quarterback. Um, I think it's because I think they call it a sack because like a sack sounds like a very embarrassing term. And I think it's very embarrassing to be tackled as a quarterback because you're like not supposed to be. So he got his like little saccharoonies in. So he's fine. But also like um, here's the important things from the game. Okay. Um, JJ Watt's wife is hot and she was like in the stands and they like brought their kid for the first time and it was like super fucking cute. So that was fun. But then like obviously the Niners came back and scored and like won a bunch because they're incredible and they like won nine games in a row and it's fine. It's like thank God for the Bay. But here's why this is juicy, by the way, is because their quarterback certified hottie um, Jimmy Garoppolo that everybody drools over. He got like hurt or whatever. So he's out. So they bring in this child Purdy, I don't even remember his first name. I want to say like Brock or Brandon or Brody or one of those B names. And that's when it hit me. I have been checking out this fucking guy for the last couple weeks since he's been playing, right? This newbie. He's he's good, by the way. So like, that's fun. But I'm like, this guy looks like a child and I cannot place it. And now I've gotten it. I have locked this shit in. This guy looks like the dude that you go to college with freshman year. Okay, put yourself there. You're at a party. He's wearing a blue plaid shirt button up. Okay. And he has a girlfriend, high school sweetheart, high school sweetheart back at home. And he's loyal. He's loyal to this girl. And you're like, fuck, this guy's hot. But you're like, you're not even going to play because he's like, I know time out a flag on the play. I love my fucking girlfriend. That is this pretty kid. He I swear to God, look at a picture of him. And he just looks like that guy from that's like, I'm going to, and he does, he like ends up marrying his high school sweetheart. I don't know Purdy's real life drama, but I'm telling you right now, this kid looks like he marries his high school sweetheart and like they're cute. And it's like, it's not even the couple you hate. You know what I mean? Because, because he's a football player, you're like, oh yeah, it's like one of those. No, no, no. She wasn't even a cheerleader. Like she was like, she just went to all the games. She was friends. Everybody liked her. She was popular, but like in a people like me kind of way, not like I'm too pretty kind of way. Like she's a brunette. Like, she's not annoying, you know, not that blondes are, but I'm just saying, like, I just look at a picture of him and then tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong because I'm not. Uh, So anyways, I also have to say this. Maturing in watching football and watching sports, maturing is realizing that the coaches are harder than the players. I don't know if this has always been a thing. I know I've mentioned a few times. I don't know if this is my own coaching complex because we know I have one. Sorry, dad. Um, but there there is something to be said there about my attraction to coaches. But I'm just saying that I was watching the game and I was like, listen, it's not it's not there for me. Like, I don't care about little Purdy with his high school girlfriend. I'm like, hi, Kyle Shanahan. Like, what's going on? It's un. It's unbelievable how hot the, the coaches are these days. And the other thing I discovered that I thought was mind block, like mind blowing was that the NFL like refs have jobs. Like, do they just not get paid enough to be like a ref? I feel like if you're in the NFL, you should ref because how awful would it be to go back to work the next day? They're so mean to these refs. And then you have to like walk in and like Jan from accounting is like bad call, Bill. It's like, shut the fuck up, Jan. Like, can you imagine? That must be so fucking, it must be so annoying. And this guy was a fucking, I wrote it down. Hold on. He was an aerospace engineer. An aerospace engineer. And this guy's a referee. And it's like, they better not be talking shit about him when they're talking about airplanes. I don't know. If I was a referee in the NFL or any of the major sports leagues, I would need to Hannah Montana that shit up. Nobody would know who, who or what I am. I would have a totally different name. I'd wear a wig. I wouldn't want anybody to know because I don't want to deal with everybody's opinions. I remember I was let, let us not forget 
she was on the trajectory to become a lacrosse ref. And then I was like, I'm going to hate this. You know what I don't like? Unsolicited advice. Like, no, sh- be quiet. Actually, sometimes I like it. I'm not going to lie. And I have my own advice segment here. So I feel like I can't talk too much shit. But I'm just saying, like, I don't want you to tell me that what I did was wrong. I just don't want to know. You didn't like the call I made. I don't care. But the thing is, is I do care. and I'm going to cry about it later. So leave me alone. I could never be a ref. I don't have the balls. I don't have the cojones. So I would absolutely Hannah Montana that shit up. And I wonder if they do. Do you think the aerospace engineering was a lie? And me, by the way, sitting like, what the fuck is aerospace engineering? Remembering that I damn well worked for like an aerospace company in marketing. It's fine. It's fine. Um, okay, moving on to TikTok. I um, I got my first um, TikTok removed, you guys. So I am a full-blown scandal these days. And to say that I've made it is kind of an understatement, but I am controversial now. Let me just tell you what I said, because I think it's so fucking funny that this is what got me removed. Um, I'm not removed from TikTok. Don't worry. Your favorite TikToker who's trying her hardest to hit 5,000 followers so that way I can like pop open a bottle of champagne is still here and very much alive and well. However, um, what happened was um, I... I got this email from my doctors and they said that I was low on my vitamin D. So here's what I said in the video. I was like, okay, so I got this email from my doctors. They said I'm low on vitamin D. And I know obviously the jokes there. I get it. I'm single. I need more D like whatever. But like, let's move past that joke because like I have something more important to say. And so I Googled. I was wondering, like, how did I get low on vitamin D? And it said that literally you're not in the sun enough. And if that is not the level of white people bullshit, Like, as if I didn't already know that I was crusty and pale. And then they were like, hey, as a reminder, you don't spend enough time in the sun. So now I know that I look like a piece of fucking paper and I'm horrified. And so apparently me calling myself crusty and white (laughs) is a violation. And I just think that's so fucking funny, especially because I don't know if you guys follow Drew. I can't remember her last name, but her whole platform is like basically roasting guys for calling girls fat and ugly and all sorts of shit. I'm like, these fuckers are still existing. And I called myself crusty. But you know what? That's on you know what? That's on me. Not supposed to be negative self-talking. That was the universe being like, hey, you know what? Don't call yourself crusty and pale. That's rude. And, um, you know, and I just want you to know that as a very, very fucking white person, I have been asked multiple times if I will do um, a tanning bed or like get a tan in multiple scenarios, I have been asked a little too many. If you ask me, I don't I would like to not be asked again. So I'm going to make this statement and refer people to this episode of the podcast. Next time I have to hear about this again. No, I think I'll turn out orange. It's not worth it's not worth my stress. And leave me alone. I need to earn my tan. Clearly, I need to earn it because I'm not fucking going outside enough. And I'm like, it's dark here. I don't know what you want me to tell you. By the way, you know that I like record little clips, right? So I have like my camera going the whole time. So I'm like staring at myself like a psychopath. And I'm like, I really am just so fucking blindingly white. But you know what? It's fine. Um, It's fine. Also, OK, so um, on TikTok, I also saw this and I just felt like we needed to talk about it as a family. There is a video of this girl and I'm sure she's not the first person to do this, but she was um <clears throat> singing herself down the aisle. So she's like arm in arm with daddy O and she is singing herself down the aisle. And if you do not know one person that would do this, you're out of your mind. And it's not someone maybe close to you, but it's somebody from let's go back to the party thing. It's someone from high school. Their whole life is musical theater. And you and like somehow you get invited to this wedding. You're like, I never thought I'd talk to this girl again. But you find yourself there and all of a sudden she's just like Ave Marie herself all the way down the aisle like the way I would pay money 
to be at a wedding like this. And it's just like such a special level of narcissism that like I just think is so pure. Like it's really pure when you're a narcissist because you think you're talented. That's me. Like, you know, 80 percent narcissist because I think I'm talented. And um, I love that. And, you know, middle school me who thought she was going to be a pop star might have might have done this. And you know what? The other thing that I was thinking was, you know what? Somebody is marrying that girl. Somebody is like, that's my bitch right there. And if that does not give you the reassurance of a lifetime when you're dating, and I'm going to talk about this in the Ask Ashley to segment about how I just think you should fucking be yourself, right? This girl who was singing herself down the aisle, and you know that wasn't a surprise. You know that this man fucking knows that she sings, like she thinks she's Rachel Berry. And when they get in a fight, she's doing her own version of All American Rejects, like, gives you hell like you know that she's sing fighting every time they're in an argument so this is nothing new right and um you know he he loves her and I only say it could have been a girl but I saw that it's a man but you know I'm just just to make sure you know that I'm sure lesbians would sing themselves down the aisle too they seem a little too cool for that but like I don't know um and anyways it was just immaculate and I just I want as a reminder if you think that you're a special brand of crazy. Somebody is going to eat that shit up. So good for you, girl, for seeing yourself on the aisle. I'm proud of you. I'm sad that I missed it, but I'm kind of glad not to know you. But, you know, do you, boo. Do you. Hi, friends. I am so excited about a new segment on the podcast called Ask Ashley. This isn't totally new in the world of Ashley Sleek Incorporated, of course, because my very first blog I had was called Ask Ashley, and I absolutely love doing it, and I'm so excited to be bringing it to the podcast. But the only way it has mad success is if you all share your juicy questions with me. So please submit your questions. You can do it anonymously on my Instagram, at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's, of course. Click the link in my bio, and there's a Google form. I promise you it is anonymous because listen, maybe I try to sneakily see if I can see who submitted questions. I cannot. So please, please, please submit there. Or if you don't care about being anonymous, you can submit via your email on my website at ashleysleek.com. I am so excited to hear your questions and I love you so much. Okay, bye. So sometimes I get these Ask Ashley questions that are just like way too on point of what's going on in my real life. And I'm like, hi, do we, are we together? But then I remember that I talk about everything on the podcast, so it totally makes sense. So I got this question about um, dating, you know, obviously. And it said, how soon into talking should you start setting your expectations? So I kind of took this as, you know, like how much you should be talking, like things like that. And this is what I have to say, because I really had to evaluate this. And I talked a lot about this with some girlfriends this weekend who are dating too. And, you know, the overall importance about like, being yourself and all this stuff. And I'll give my own real time example as well. Okay, so my advice right now would be this, like, let them date the way they date and then correct the problems as they arise. Because it took me a little bit to figure. I really like thought this one through because I was like, how I I there's a whole idea of like set your expectations right away. Right. But you don't want to feel like they're getting a fucking syllabus. Right. You don't need to be like, I need this. I need this. I think it's kind of better to date what see catch their vibes because like how exciting is it when somebody just does something that's important to you and you're like oh shit they just did that naturally and it kind of shows who they are I don't think you should fault somebody for not doing something I'm just saying that like when it happens naturally you're like oh but once something happens that's a bother to you 
It's important that you say that shit right away because nothing is more frustrating and annoying inside than you waiting for someone to do what you want them to do. Right. You're sitting there. You're like, I want you to text me good morning. And now I'm fucking mad at you because you're not. And it's like, just tell them, hey, you know what? We've been talking for a little bit and I really like good morning texts or, you know, hey, with me, like I need to solidify plans like it. That's important to me. Or, you know, I really like phone calls. I, you know, would rather talk on the phone a couple of days. I think that like as they arise, you address them, you know, and then the nice thing about that and the most important thing, and I feel like I cannot drive this shit home enough, is that your person's going to want to do those things, right? So it's not a crazy ask. It's really not. And it took me a long time to get there. And I'll give you my real time example after this. But like it took me a long time to get there to realize that you're probably not asking for as much as you think you are. And it's OK. And somebody who really wants to be you be with you will just do that. So let it be and like obviously be open to the compromise and like give them time. That's the other thing. It's like they might not they might kind of fuck up on it right away because like maybe it's not something they're used to doing or like they have their reasons. But they will do it if they want to. End of story. OK, so obviously I would have to get into, you know, the, the whole dating story. So I'm kind of telling this like in pieces, which is super annoying. But after this, I'll get into it. But um, when basically I was supposed to have plans with we're calling in the otter now and I will explain it later. So we were supposed to have I was supposed to have plans with the otter and he um, for Saturday. No, sorry. Saturday night. He was like going to come over like super late after he was off work and we were going to have breakfast in the morning. And I had texted him on Friday and I was like, hey, what do you are you like? I was thinking I can make us breakfast on Sunday like and snacks for football. Like, what are your tell me the things you like to eat, whatever. So he told me them. So that is kind of a confirmation that this was happening. But it was giving me so much anxiety not knowing, like not hearing, because we had made these plans on Tuesday when we saw each other. And so I was like, I don't, I, we haven't talked about this. We haven't like confirmed like, hey, you're coming. And I like went back and forth and I was driving myself crazy. And I was like, I remember texting my cousin Danielle and I, and she had said, hey, did, you know, did Otter confirm? And I was like, no, I'm like, I'm waiting for him too. And then I was like, no, I am not because I'm going to girls day. And I'm going to be fucking thinking about this the whole day. I already know. I already know I'm going to be like waiting for his message and getting annoyed with him for something that he doesn't know he's doing wrong. So, no, we're that era is over. So I texted him and I was like, hey, you know, um, I know we talked about breakfast, but I just wanted to confirm tonight, like what time you're coming. And I and, you know, I I say this with a bad bitch confidence, knowing that like I'm not fully there yet. Okay, so I'm still like apologizing for existing. So I did say I'm like, I'm sorry. One of my really fun traits is that I am a planner, but like in a cute way, I can compromise, but I just need to know what's happening, you know, and then he texts me back in like a couple hours or whatever. It was good. And I wasn't sitting there waiting for his answer, which was interesting. I was just like, you know what? I said what I needed to say and we're good and we're good. We're fine. And it made me feel so much better. It felt it made me feel, I think, like. I wasn't just leaving this ball in his court. I did what I needed to do. I made myself feel better. And if he thinks that I'm fucking crazy for wanting to confirm a plan the day of, he's never going to make it with me. He just won't. Like, I am who I am. 
I am a planner. I'm fucking nuts. I'm crazy. And I love that about myself. That's why I'm a very successful maid of honor, bridesmaid, friend. Like this is a quality that leads me to things. And I'm not saying that if you don't have this quality, you're a bad friend. Obviously, we all know that's not true. I'm just saying that like for me, this is a part of myself that I like. And I'm working on not being so fucking crazy, but it's a journey. It's the climb. And you know what? If I want to ask a guy to confirm plans, that's not that fucking weird. So I'm really glad I did it. So I think, you know, starting dating and being like, this is exactly what I'm looking for and I am not straying from this. No, that's the wrong way to date. The right way to date is to be open to whatever and, you know, accept what's coming in. And (laughs) both those statements, by the way, you're like, okay, whore, like be open to everything and accept what's coming in. Um, That's not what I meant, but also be a whore. We love that. I just mean that I think you should give everybody a try and be open to dating and be honest as problems arise about what you're looking for. And like, there's nothing wrong with giving somebody a second chance. If you're starting to get burned, then you're burned and like go brush yourself off and leave him. Like that's the thing is it's it's one of those amazing parts about life, especially dating. Now that I, I realize when I'm older, it's like I have gotten the pleasure of learning so much from each person that I'm so grateful for that. And, you know, everything's going to be a lesson. And it's all about, you know, finding yourself and finding your partner. And you do that kind of at the same time when you're dating. You know, there's a lot of things I've discovered about myself and that I like and don't like about other people. And so, you know, it's all good. It's all good. So let's let's talk about the otter now. Okay, so this is the guy. This is the restaurant short king or whatever the fuck I was calling him before. I just like could not get this guy a nickname. So we talked about it. And so we decided on the otter and I'll explain why. So basically, you know, we had that really great first date and then he was working. And so I didn't really get to see him. So over the New Year's like holiday, he was like, hey, I'd like to see you again. I think I talked about this last time that we're supposed to see each other on Tuesday. So we did. And I had the best fucking time, you guys. Literally so much fun. I laughed so much. And like, I'm funny. We know that. But like when someone matches me at me, like I literally felt like this guy matched me at me. And it was so fun. And there were so many times we were talking about something. We're like, probably not like a good second date topic. But like, here we are. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to air his laundry or anything like fun, but no. Um, (laughs) But mostly, you know, like I um, he made like a Crohn's poop joke to me. And I was like, shit, like my love language, you know, literally. And um, I just felt so comfortable. So we went to dinner. So we were supposed to go to this Mexican restaurant, which was great because I was like on, you know, the the sad dog diet of chicken and rice. But then they were closed. So we went to Water Tower Kitchen. So he has been initiated into the Ashley Sleek dating pool because I brought him to this place. Um, And so, you know, I had my chicken tenders and fries the best. And we were just having this really good time. And, you know, it was at seven. And then um, uh, he got there a little bit later because he lost his wallet in his car, which is very relatable in Ashley. And I would completely do that. Uh, So anyways, we we had dinner and then it was closing. And I was like, hey, would you want to go? I'm like having a good time. You drove all the way out here. Would you want to go get another drink? So we went to this little dive bar. They were playing everything that you listen to in your middle school dance. And I was thriving. I was like, okay, if Betsy podcast Jenna was here, we'd be breaking it down on the dance floor right now. But like instead we're talking Um, and we just had a lot of fun and it was getting really late. And I was like, hey, you know, it's really late. You drove all the way out here. Like, do you want to just stay at my place? I'm like, you know, 
we won't have sex. Like, it's fine. And he's like, I'll sleep. He's like, actually, that'd be really nice. He's like, I'll sleep on the couch if you want. I'm like, fuck no. We both talked multiple times today about how we like cuddling. I'm like, we're fucking cuddling. Which, okay, sorry. Jumping back to the otter comment. So I told him while we were drunk on, um, <laughs> at the bar, not like drunk, but like, you know, while we were drinking at the bar, um, I I had mentioned because it, very fairly when I saw my friend Jasmine and I was talking about him because, you know, he's from our hometown. He's from Livermore. She was like, did you ask him if he's Mormon? And I was like, no, we had a drink. And she's like, no, no. Is he an ex-Mormon? Because if you don't know, which I'm sure you do if you listen to this podcast a lot, I like accidentally was like president of the Mormon club in high school. All my best guy friends were Mormon. And Jimmy was an ex-Mormon. And then Australia won. Australia won. Was also an um, ex-Mormon, who is the guy, obviously, that I slept with right after Jimmy. And I was like, I am attracting. So before I was attracting daddies, I was attracting Mormons and, um, you know, Australia was a nice transition of both. So she's like, you need to ask. And I was like, oh, my God, I do need to ask. So then I was like, listen, I have to ask you, like, are you, you know, I was like, are you a Mormon? Like, were you ever Mormon? And he's like, wow, religion on the second date. And I was like, you know, what's funny is I didn't even think about it that way. I was just like, this is important. And I was like, no, I just need I, I like you're from Livermore. I was like talking to my girlfriends about it. And I just, I, we need to know. And he is like, I wasn't Mormon, like whatever. And then he's like, so you're talking to your friends. And I was like, oh, um, here's the thing. I'm like, I'm not one of those people that's like, I'm not going to tell my friends anything. They all know like what's going on. You know, as, as people call me, I will fill them in on the full fucking tea. Also, I have a podcast. So like he already knew, but I was like, no, he's like, oh, you already talked about me on there. And I was like, Oh, definitely. I was like, most fucking definitely you've already been talked about. And I said, I have to be honest with you, though. Everybody gets a nickname. And I'm having like the hardest time with you. I was like, you know, I didn't want to tell him that I called him a short king. I know how you re- respond. But I was like, I did mention the word short. And I was like, I mean, there were short in there because like you said on your profile that you were a short guy with jokes. So then I was like, well, you, like I was like, the bartender was kind of fun, but you're like not really a bartender. So, you know, like restaurant guy. I don't know. It's really funny because as I talked to like like as I was talking to Jenna, like she called him something different. And then like, it was just really funny. I'm like, everybody's got a name for this guy. And when we were on our first date, um, he told me that his cousin called him an otter, which apparently is like a term in the gay community, which nobody told me as an ally, very upset. Um, but apparently, cause you know, there's a bear that's like very well known. It's like a big, like, like hairy, you know, like guy, like big hairy gay. Well, there's an otter, which is like a little hairy gay. And I was like, Oh, I'm in love because we all know my third favorite um, animal is an otter. We might not all know that, but it is the truth. And I do feel like I might have talked about this in the last episode. So I'm really sorry if I'm repeating myself, but whatever. So I was like, no, you are a little otter. So I'm going to call you the otter on the podcast. So that is his name as of now. Who knows? Maybe we'll change it again. Maybe he will be the revolving nickname guy. So anyways, um, I was like, yes, come back to my apartment, whatever. So um, he comes back to my apartment. We like split a bottle of wine. We stayed up to like three in the morning talking. It was literally so fun. So then we like go to the bedroom, whatever. And um, <laughs> I'm like, my vagina just so bad, you guys, so bad. Because the one of the things I've been missing when in the sickness is all my waxes. Right. And so, you know, um, I was very like horrified by the state of my vagina. Uh, so, you know, we didn't have sex, but he didn't care about my hairy vagina, but we didn't have sex. So like, there's that. So that's still lingering. So anyways, it was really nice. I have to say what was so refreshing, um, about 
dating like going on a date with this guy was like he kept telling me like nice things about myself like throughout the day and then in the morning he was like we just seem really like compatible and I was like that is such a kind thing to say and I like genuinely felt the same way I was like I just feel like we're compatible which is really nice and I just felt so comfortable genuinely was myself the whole time like he he mentioned he's like so in your profile you said that you had golden retriever energy and I was very interested to see what that was and I've seen it and I was like yeah this is it it's very um it's a lot it's a lot of energy he's like no I like it he's like I have black cat energy so I feel like it works out and I was like this is so sweet and um you know he was still like he was trying to sleep and I was working in the morning and then I got bored I wanted attention and so I went in there and I was like hi um do you want to wake up and hang out and he's like yeah I can tell you need a lot of um attention and I was like yeah and it's not like a bad thing he's like no and like listen if he leaves me now I don't care like I do need a lot of attention I am a golden retriever play with me like I whatever you know so it was just a really good time so then we were talking and, um, you know, we were talking about seeing each other again. And when we had first talked about going out, he had said he was free on Sunday. So I was like, hey, if you really are free on Sunday, you know, um, and you want to like come over and watch football or whatever. He's like, yeah, he's like, hey, maybe I'll just like come Saturday night. He's like, I probably wouldn't get here to like one in the morning. And, you know, we can spend the night together and wake up and have breakfast. And I was like, yeah, that sounds that sounds great to me. I was like, but I'm having a girl's day. So I don't know like what state I'll be in. But I, I did. I did sadly stay up. But unfortunately, he wasn't able to come. But what was nice was like, you know, he responded to my confirmation text. And he's like, yes, I should be there as long as like work isn't too crazy. And then he texted me at midnight. And he's like, hey, you know, works like I don't think I'm going to get out of here anytime soon. And he's like, the weather's crazy, which it totally was. And he's like, um, you know, would you totally hate me if we rescheduled? And I was like, no, I was like, no, not at all. Um, but I was like, do you want to still come over tomorrow? And he's like, no. Or he he said he's like, well, he's like, that's going to depend on like as like what happens tonight and how the weather is tomorrow. And he's like, but I just want you to know, like, I really like I want to see you, you know, and that was so nice because um, I did need that reassurance. Thank you. This is what I'm talking about, about like not bringing up a problem until it is in existence because I am the kind of person that needs some re some reassurance. I've been working really hard on it, so I don't feel like I need as much, but I, I do. Like, words of affirmation is my thing. I need to be reminded that you're not ditching me because you hate me, and he did, and that was really nice. And um, I was like, yeah, just let me know in the morning, whatever. And I was mentally preparing myself because I was like, okay, Ashley, he's probably not going to get home till really late he's probably not going to text you till later he's probably not going to come like it's okay it's okay and he texts me at like 8 a.m and he's like listen I'm sorry I'm just tired and I'm stressed and I just need to like sleep this off and he's like but you know when are you free this week like let's reschedule and it was nice to me the reason I wasn't like mad about it like one it, it's like whatever you're working but two it's like he rescheduled immediately which made me feel like really good and like confident and secure about it and, um, you know, and then he also said he wanted to see me. So I'm like, I don't know. He wouldn't say that unless he did. I don't know. I mean, men lie, but I don't know. I, I just whatever. And so I'm not overthinking it. OK, I'm I feel like sometimes I'm like, I don't overthink it naturally. And then I'm like, wait, is it weird that I'm not? So anyways, we talked about seeing each other potentially tomorrow. And um, even today, like I, you know, like we didn't really text too much yesterday. And today I was kind of like, oh, I, you know, 
he said he was really stressed. Like I'd like, to, I, I would like to check in. That's, this is what I do. Like if I know that somebody, you know, like is, is stressed or whatever, I'd like to just follow up or if they had a bad day, just see how the next day went or check in. And so I was like, is this weird? And I'm like, no, bitch, like just fucking be yourself. So I sent him a nice text and I was just like, hi, I'm just checking in. Like, you know, don't feel any pressure to get back to me. I know you're like working a lot, but I just wanted to say I was like thinking about you and I hope that, you know, it gets less stressful and let me know if you need anything. And like, I haven't heard back from him. And it was really interesting because I was chatting with one of my um, with one of my girlfriends about it. And I was like, you know, and I started to like get teared up. And I was like, I am I hate how anxious I am about this. And like, I think first of all, I think this is normal amongst dating, because especially if you're dating someone with like an anxious attachment style who's like recovering, I'm in a recovering anxious attachment style, you know, whatever. I'm trying not to let it affect my life. But the the vibe is like when you get all anxious and you're dating someone, you're like, either tell me you love me or break up with me. Like, I just can't fucking handle it. I can't. And these are the beginnings. It is exciting. It is very exciting. But you have to be like, hey, you've been on two dates, like fucking relax. But it's just very nerve wracking. And I, I made this big realization while I was on the phone with her. And I was like, I have just been so nervous. I was nervous since Tuesday or like Wednesday when he left that like he was going to cancel this weekend. And then I've been nervous since we rescheduled. And I'm like, I don't know why I just keep thinking he's going to text me and he's just going to be like, you know what? I realize I'm too stressed out. I don't want to do this. And which would be fine. Right. Like I wouldn't blame him. Like that's still it's it's early. Like that's nice. And I was like, oh, fuck. And she's like, what? I'm like, oh, my God, I know exactly why I'm doing this, because my ex broke up with me because he, you know, like he got stressed from work and he couldn't hand, he just didn't have the time or capacity work and obviously everything else going on in his life. And he like didn't have the time or capacity for me. So now when somebody's stressed out at work, I think they're going to leave me. And that's on fucking trauma. And that's on fucking trauma. I'm like, cut fucking damn it. Like, it's so funny. And here's the thing is like, What's great is when you can identify it and then like work on it. I don't necessarily believe another thing like one of my exes told me was like he was worried. I I had a reaction to something that he did due to like trauma from the past. And he was like, oh, you know, I'm worried about this because like I'm not sure that you're like over your ex. And I'm like, you know what? Traumas kind of appear in relationships no matter what. Like, I don't think that they're like I there's things that right now I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, that's right. Jimmy did that. And that's why I'm worried about it. And I don't think it's fair to say that you need to be like 1000 percent completely healed, can't give a shit about your ex to be in a new relationship. And um, that's what I thought I needed to be, which is why I like took so long to kind of like really feel good as I was like, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to be like never think about Jimmy again in order to date again. And then when when things would come up and I'd have little traumas, I'd be like, oh, my God, I can't date. And it's like, no, this shit's going to naturally come up. And it came up for me. And I was like, you know what? That did happen. And it could happen again. Like someone could decide that, like, they're too stressed and they don't want to date me. But that doesn't mean that every guy is going to. And it's okay. And also, if he does end it, it's going to be fine. I'm going to live. It just it means he wasn't the right, right one for me. And that's fine. And I'm allowed to be sad about it. I'm allowed to, you know, take my time to heal from it. But like, we're good. But isn't it so funny when you're just doing something and you're like, oh, fuck, that's why I'm like, no shit. Because we were even talking about, you know, when I was talking to my cousin Danielle and she was like, I am chill like about plans. Like I cannot relate. And I was like, no, no, I need confirmation that he, she's coming. And she's like, do you think that comes from Jimmy? And I was like, one thousand percent. 
I was like, I think I've always been anxious about plans in general. I'm just someone who like I hate being late. You know, it's like a like it's very hard for me. Like I just I need to be on time and I freak out about the schedule and everything. I've always kind of been that way. But definitely since, you know, when you date somebody who tells you that they're going to like like will not tell you not talk to you all day and then you have to text them like, hi, are you coming home? Yeah, it leaves a little bit of trauma. Leaves a little bit of worry that someone's not going to just show up, you know, for you. I, I need like confirmation. And you know what? That's OK. Like I'm working on it. But that doesn't mean that someone's not just going to like give that to me, which kind of circles back to the ask Ashley. Like, I don't think it's wild for me to be like, hey, you know what? If we have plans, I just need to check in the day of. I don't think that's that crazy. And and somebody else won't. Somebody else will be like, hey, you know what? This isn't as bad as the girl who was going to sing herself down the aisle for the wedding. So like, it's fine. And I just cannot stress this enough because I think that dating has a way of taking such a motherfucking toll on your self-esteem. And so that's why I just want to say that, like, be yourself for reals and don't feel bad and obviously work on your traumas. Don't just like expect somebody else to take on everything for you, but don't be afraid to ask for help while you're healing. Like it's fine. I promise you. I promise you. Um, okay. So (laughs) I really had, um, a fucking dating second half of this podcast because my, I'm sorry, what moment was like, I saw this TikTok and this girl was like, can we just all agree that we're done crying over men in 2023? And can I just say, no, we're not. I'm sorry, what? We need to cut with this feeling bad about crying over a boy. Listen, crying over earrings is what set me on a good path. Okay, I cried over earrings and I was like, this is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever done in my life. And it really reset me. Now I don't feel like there's a completely different vibe for me when I'm drinking. I'm not as like fucking boy crazy, which is fun. Like, whatever, like I can go out and have fun and I don't feel like I need to talk to a guy for it to be a successful night. That's a big win for me. That's a very big win for me, especially Smashley. She's something else, you know, Um, and I feel like crying over a boy is what happens today when I was talking about like 1000 percent honesty real time. When I was talking to my girlfriend, Victoria, about this situation, I caught myself starting to cry. I was like, I'm starting to cry over like not knowing if if our date tomorrow is happening, it's it's like that's happening to me right now. And it's OK. I saw what was happening. I recognized and I was like, yeah, but setting the expectation that like we're not going to cry over men. It's like I get where she's coming from. She's like, you know, let's let's like date good guys. That should be the narrative. In 2023, we're going to date guys that make us feel good about ourselves. OK, but it's OK if we cry over them because he probably will. Even nice stuff like just I think it's all about the shame around crying and that you're some crazy girl who cries over. No, let your emotions be your emotions. In 2023, we're not going to shame ourselves out of feeling our feels. We're just going to fucking feel them because it's oh fucking K. It's OK. Like you get anxious. It's so nerve wracking trying to find somebody. The pressure's there alone because it's like. Oh, my God, you're date someone and, and everybody says it. We joke, but it's serious. It's like you're either going to break up or you're going to get married. That's scary. Like, you know, and in the beginning of dating, there's all this insecurity because like you're you're learning somebody for the first time and they're learning you. And you're like, oh, like I'm opening up. Maybe I'm like, do I want to talk about this? Like, do I let them in? And then it's like I could open up and I can tell something all of my secrets to somebody and they could fucking never talk to me again. They could ghost me like that. Scary. 
they don't call it ghosting because it's like a good time. It's scary haunted house, you know, but all this is like worth it. But I think the more that we shame ourselves into how we should be feeling, and it's also okay if you feel nothing. When the nice boy ghosted me, I was like, I mean, I love an excuse to DoorDash myself some chilies, but like, I mean, whatever, you know, it's fine. It's okay if you don't feel anything that doesn't make you more strong or more of a bad bitch than the girl who was crying over it. Because like, you know, whatever. I'm sure if I get ghosted by the otter, I'm probably going to cry a little bit like and it's OK. So I, I this was no shade to this girl, which is why I'm not like it was this handle of TikTok because I know what she was saying. It's more that I'm sorry what we're done feeling shame about our emotions, period. Be sad, bitch. Don't let it take over your life. You're going to be fine. I believe in you and I love you. It's it's hard out there. OK, it is. Anyways, friends, send all the good vibes that I don't get a text back um, from my really nice, I hope you're stress free um, message. And hopefully we don't get a text back that's like, Haha, fuck you. Um, you know, I'm never talking to you again. And hopefully we do get to see each other tomorrow. Because the other the one thing that I, I learned too um, that I'll sneak in here at the end is like my aunt pointed out I had talked about I talked to her about I don't remember which guy I was dating, but I was literally like, I'm like, I mean, he's just going to realize I'm crazy and leave anyway. So I don't know why we're why why we're worried. And she was like, you have to stop doing that. You are manifesting that you are manifesting that like you're so convinced that it's not going to work, that you are manifesting that it won't. So I've been like so hyper aware of that and trying really hard. And I truly feel like I manifested us get like our date getting canceled. There was a good reason. I'm not like, fuck this guy in the universe. I'm just saying that like, I was so worried about the whole time that it happened that I'm just like, chill, relax. We'll figure it out. If it works out, if it works out, if it doesn't Tuesday, I'll find something else to do, which I will say this about Sunday when I woke up and, you know, obviously I was disappointed. I was sad. I really wanted to see him, but I was like, I'm going to make myself a fucking list of things to accomplish today. And I'm going to accomplish some shit and I'm, I'm going to make myself feel good. So, you know, if tomorrow he cancels, then I will, you know, get a drink with a girlfriend, cook myself a good dinner or something like it's OK. Dating yourself is fine. Like we're going to be OK. Anyways, enough life advice for me today. I love you bitches so much. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe, download. You know, we're trying to hit those champagne goals. So um, please with the downloads, share this podcast with a friend. I've been seeing a lot of things on TikTok of like, if you're trying to be like empowered, listen to this podcast. And I was like, where do I lay? I feel like I empower some bitches, but I'm also like, if you want to have a laugh about this hot mess express, like listen to this podcast. So please share it with someone that you think will love it um, because I love you and I'll love them all the same. Okay, bye.